Nimefurahi sana kurudi nyumbani kwangu. Na kurudi nyumbani kwetu. Na naombeni ndugu zangu, nafikiri sitakosea nikisema na nie nimefurahi vile vile. Tandao is a voice of opposition politician Tundulisu saying he is excited to be back in the country and he hopes that Tanzanians are equally excited to have him back. My name is Daniel Ominde and this is the Africa Blogging Podcast. Now the backstory of Tundulisu's statement is that he's back in Tanzania after six years exile in Europe, Brussels, Belgium to be specific. Now Tundulisu went into exile following an attempt on his life in which he survived being shot 16 times. Tundulisu was then evacuated to Kenya for specialized treatment and upon significant recovery, he didn't feel safe in Kenya anymore because of the close proximity between Kenya and Tanzania in terms of geographical boundaries and he felt like those who wanted to finish him in Tanzania could still cross over into Kenya and get the job done this time. So he sought political asylum in Europe and managed to move to Brussels. Now what's significant that you should also know that while Tundulisu was still in Kenya undergoing treatment, Mama Samia Suluhu, who despite the fact that Tundulisu was accusing the government of then-president, the late John Pome Magufuli, of making an attempt on his life. Mama Samia Suluhu, who was John Pome Magufuli's vice president, visited Tundulisu in a hospital in Kenya. And this just shows where how deep the relationship and comradeship has been over the years, despite being on different sides of the political divide in Tanzania. Tundulisu's return is very significant in terms of Tanzania's politics and the democratic space in that country. Mama Samia has been intent in restoring the rule of democracy, which was largely stifled during the reigns of the former president, John Pombe Magufuli. How exactly does this return play into the wider plan of returning Tanzania to a more democratic way of governance? Well, we'll get into that in a later part of this conversation as we speak to Tanzanian journalists and political commentator who's himself currently living in exile in Europe as a result of being forced to flee the country by the regime of President John Pombe Magufuli. And I'm talking about Anspat Gurumo, who's also authored a book about the presidency of John Pombe Magufuli and his totalitarian rule. But before we get to that, let's speak to another Tanzanian journalist who this time is based right inside Tanzania. He followed Tundulisu's arrival and reception live from Tanzania, even though he was in a different city. He was in Iringa in central Tanzania, but he managed to keep tabs with what was happening there. And now I would just like him to lay the ground for us. What was the reception like? What is the general feeling and mood in the country like following the return of this opposition politician, Tundulisu, who also in the last election, which was held in 2020, briefly returned to Tanzania and reigned as the main opposition candidate against former president, uh, John Pombe Magufuli, who later on died a few months into his second term. Let's listen to what Alois has to say as he sets the stage for tonight's conversation. Uh, it has been a busy and long day in Tanzania, especially uh, in the city of Dar es Salaam, mm -hmm. where Tundulis was landed, as you said, this evening. 
yeah. uh, since in the morning, uh, there has been a lot of activities waiting for him. And he arrived about uh, 1.30 during the afternoon. And from there, he took about uh, 15 kilometers, uh, a journey of 30 minutes, but it has to be more than three hours from the airport of Julius Nyelele to Temeke, mm -hmm. a place where he conducted a, a, a rally. Yeah. So it has to be uh, three hours instead of 15 minutes uh, time. And you would see the road was all over painted uh, with the red, white, and blue colors, which is a mm -hmm. color of Chadema part. Mm -hmm. And for sure, it has been so many people were around the road. And that is a Temeke area where the rally was, uh, took place, where Mr. Tundulisu gave his, gave his speech. But all over the country, people have been following through the social media. At mm -hmm. Portradil, there were no mainstream media in terms of TV already, which was broadcasting live, but through the social media, people have been watching in groups uh, all over the country. So it has been a busy day, and many people have been uh, in, 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 in a talk uh, about this about this return of Tundulisu, one of the prominent. Uh, it has been a, a long journey. You know, apart from the politic, uh, political bands, it has been also a concern about the freedom of media, uh, uh -huh. especially for the past uh, seven uh, years. So many of the uh, media houses, uh, you can say that are far away from the, 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 the opposition, the opposition covering the opposition, covering the story of the opposition. So uh -huh. I think, uh, although we are talking now, Mama Samia is trying to bring the country together, trying to, to see some of the uh, policies has been held by the late Magufuli, but uh, in the media, you still, uh, you can see that, that uh, kind of, uh, we can say it's a, it is kind of, 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 of they are, we are not sure whether, it, it, is it is it time for the, for the media to, to return where it has been before before the regime of Magufuli? So I think uh, you are watching through ITV, that was a delayed, uh, with the radio clips, but mm -hmm. uh, people following this has to depend on social media. There are no, uh, uh, mainstream media, which was live from the from the arrival of Tundulisu. What what uh, during his speech, I I know he tackled on a couple of issues that Tanzanians, ordinary Tanzanians, are facing. Of course, enumerating the journey that the country has fought um, through independence. It happens that this is also the year when Chadema Party is celebrating thirty years since its formation, and it has been a thirty years of a very uh, difficult journey, as he said in his speech. What was his speech like, and and what did you read from from the mood of his speech as he spoke today? I think he was trying to to tell the Chadema supporters and Tanzanians that uh, we are heading to the new to the new life. And his speech, he used to repeat, "I'm coming home for the new beginning of our nation," mm -hmm. uh, highlighting the journey of a new constitution. Mm -hmm. And during his speech, he was very clear that one of the main uh, reasons why he's here today is because the country needs a new constitution mm -hmm. uh, to work on some issues which have seen that uh, in, in, in seven years during the regime of the late Magufuli, many of the problems, according to him, were caused by, uh, because of the, of the constitution. So he, he's, he has been promising about the new beginning of, of the nation, and he has promised it during the, his speech that he's going to lead the what he called the, uh, the new constitution uh, agenda. 
so uh, he, he was trying to 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 tell people that don't be uh, don't be don't be don't, don't be surprised uh, don't be fear of anything we are here and one of the words which Adema is using now one of the of the uh, their motto is no no hate no fear he was trying mm -hmm. to describe that why no hate no fear uh, telling people that I know you have been in a, in a young of this seven years uh, we are no rallies no 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 political meetings mm -hmm. no political activities but now things have changed and Mama Samia um, is ready to cooperate with us to build a country. So he was trying to 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 to, to remove that fear, which he, he has not said from the people that we are in the new beginning, and everybody should be in front of this uh, what he was calling like uh, a journey of 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 getting a new constitution in a, in a Tanzania. It was quite a joyful day for supporters of Chadema, like Alois Mchunga says there. They lined up the streets from very early in the morning, dawned in those blue, white, and red Chadema colors, lining up the streets all the way from the airport in Dar es Salaam to these grounds in the in this ground in the heart of the city where he addressed um, quite a moment crowd. They were singing, there was jubilation, even across the street as his motorcade drove slowly to the grounds. There were people lining up, even students from schools. I, I saw videos of school children climbing on top of their school walls just to get a glimpse of um, the opposition leader and occasionally would wave um, at them from the window of his car, that the car that he was driving in, um, all the way to the ground where he was going to address his first rally since arriving in Jerusalem. Now, like I said, this is the return of political rallies in Jerusalem after a ban, or in Tanzania in general, after a ban on political activity in the country, especially from the opposition benches. This was also the second rally that Tundulis's party Chadema was hosting since that ban was, was lifted by Samia Sulu about two weeks ago. And the first rally they hosted was in the Lake Resort city of Mwanza, where they celebrated the 30 years of existence of Chadema. And in his own reflections in his speech, he talked about the 30 years of Chadema and what the country has gone through in those 30 years. It's not been an easy journey. He spoke about how they've had to persevere, persecutions, political prosecutions, uh, being detained arbitrarily, and also spoke um, about even, you know, having attempts on the lives of politicians, including um, murders and disappearance of political activists and, and players in the civil society space. So it's quite a journey that Tanzania has been, in his speech, he was also quite um, cognizant of the tasks that lay ahead. Like Mchunga says, the key priority that is focusing on since his return um, yesterday is going to be um, the agenda for constitutional reforms in Tanzania that's currently quite a huge topic in Tanzania. They want to limit the powers of the presidency. The feeling is right now the president controls um, or wields a lot of power in the country and that needs to be turned down. Of course, they are you know, sort of comfortable with how um, the current president, Samia Suluhu, has used that power. But the fact that, that the constitution still gives the president that sort of sweeping power to do as they please, even when they are on the borders of infringing on the democratic rights of other leaders and citizens of Tanzania in general, a different leader in that same space who's not, um, you know, um, as um, gracious as the current president is, would probably use those powers differently. And that was what was evident in how 
the former president, the late John Pome Magufuli, was able to use the powers that were available to him as president. And, and that's why they need this change. It's not in itself an upfront in onto the current president, Samia Sulu Hassan's leadership, but just putting some guardrails such, such that the next president who's going to come cannot you know, be an authoritarian leader based on the loopholes that have been left um, to them by the law. But now let's get into some context, especially from the views of a Tanzanian who's also living abroad. And I first start by asking Ansbert Gurumo, like I promised before, a Tanzanian journalist and author, what his feelings are about Tundulisu returning home from exile, being that he himself is currently living in exile in Europe. Um, luckily enough, I've been following, following up events in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. So I knew in advance that he would be going because uh, I remember when uh, President Samia was in Brussels yeah. last last year, met Lisu, mm-hmm. and they had a very brief conversation about the future of Tanzania and some actions that had to be taken from the part of the government. Mm-hmm. And Lisu's return was one um, item on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So I knew that one day Lisu would go back home mm-hmm. and because uh, the, the political landscape is changing. But mm-hmm. two, uh, two weeks ago, yeah, yes, two weeks ago, there was an announcement in the declaration from the state house mm-hmm. about the cause of change. I mean, the change of cause on the political, you know, uh, trend. Mm-hmm. As Samia lifted, uh, you know, the ban on uh, on. Uh, Political areas, yeah, and of course she she hinted on some major changes that are to follow after that. Mm-hmm. And I understand Lisu's party also had a, a central committee meeting which deliberated on on, uh, on many many things, including yeah. inviting Lisu back home. So mm-hmm. I knew he was going, and he already told the media that yeah. he would be going home today. So I was following up, but the thing was. Um, it's mixed feelings, you know, mm-hmm. looking back uh, and contemplating on how Lisu left Tanzania. Yeah. He ended up in exile. Yeah. I mean, he almost died. It was something short of a miracle. It's not easy for anybody to survive 16 bullets. In fact, he, he left a dead person. So... Looking back at what happened and what is happening right now, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's, it, it it just brings about mixed feelings, and even some people in Tanzania within the ruling party are looking all looking at this all in, in disbelief. They can't believe what is happening because this is not what they were used to in the last seven years. Is, and, is it, uh, is, it is it yes. is it is it mixed feelings for you because yourself you had to leave Tanzania as a journalist who was practicing there and move to Europe and live and start your life from scratch because of um you know an environment that was not really free 
for journalists and media practitioners to operate back home in Tanzania. There was a lot of um, stifling of your freedoms, but even to the extent that you feeling that your life was threatened, as you explained to me in, your, in our previous conversation. Yes, you said it all. Miss makes feeling because of that. And more because of the fact that I'm also feeling like there is this, there's this door opening for us to go back home. And, uh, and the feelings come in this way. Yes, the president wants us to go back home. Uh-huh. But our predecessor was the cause for us to leave our country. Uh-huh. So what about... Um, how do I put this? So it, it's just a matter of someone thinking mm-hmm. and someone deciding on the fate of other human beings. Mm-hmm. The laws are the same. Yeah. The constitution is still the same. Yeah. That is what brings the mixed feelings, which means even though, yes, they are like opening a door for us to go back home, yes, although they are lifting a ban on political rallies. Yeah, we can see that. Although there's like a bit of breathing stuff in, in terms of uh, uh, civic space. Yeah. We appreciate it. But the laws have not changed. So they are still operating under the same repressive laws that Magufuli used against us. So that's what brings the mixed feelings. So they, they, is there, so they, you're trying to say there's still a real fear that if the laws are not changed, then these laws can be used at will to do the same to cause the same harm that was caused one against politicians but also against individual citizens like you who are operating in the media space that is true that is true and that is part of the next campaign that we are waging now because we want of course she said president samia said that they decided to start with this approach but in the next few parliamentary sittings, we'll see some laws being changed. And of course, there have been, uh, there have been so many proposals from t- stakeholders on the constitutional changes, but also on the, on the need to enact new laws or even amend these repressive laws that exist right now. So we have hopes that if she has been able to take this, this action at this level, uh, the next one won't be difficult. But we need to keep pushing, we need to keep, to keep you know, advocating for the change of laws so that at least uh, we can see the reforms that she's talking about. I followed um, Tundulisu's speech um, via ITV Tanzania, of course, apart from the beats that were blacked out. And largely, he he spoke a lot about um, the change or the, the call for change um, for a new constitution. And one of the things that he spoke about when it comes to the constitution at length, he kindly I think I noted two issues that he talked about, reforms that are needed in the Electoral Commission. But he spent a lot of time talking about the office of the president being all-powerful. To quote him, he said, who you to Mungu, this person who's almost godlike, you know, who has so much power and, and control over, th- over everything, owns the land of the nation of Tanzania in trust, has you know, all these resources that we have, that the, the country called Tanzania has in trust and literally almost has a free will to do anything, including harass politicians, limit their freedoms, you know, cause disappearances of people and, and do all manner of things. Of course, he was not accusing 
um, Mama Samia of doing these things. But he said the other people have done it. He said, um, he cited, you know, Magufuli. It made a lot of reference to the late President Magufuli. But of course, he also mentioned people like um, the late uh, Benjamin Mukapa, who he said was involved in, in a corruption scandal that where state resources were redirected to fund party politics and, and so on and so forth. What are your feelings about that? Is this is this the real concern that the people of Tanzania have the, the constitution, that the president is sort of like God Almighty? Of course, this has been uh, Tanzania's strongest concern for the past 30 years, because with the coming in of the uh, multi-party system in 1992, this was agenda number one. And But the politicians of that time, by then they thought, we don't have to change the constitution now, we can just do some little amendments, and then once we are in power, we can, you know, we can restart the entire process. Mm -hmm. They have never been in power. <laughs> so they never happened to change anything seriously. Mm -hmm. And with the coming of Magufuli to power, mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot that has changed, which has shown us the seriousness for constitutional change because the president is everything in Tanzania, everything. So if you happen to have someone who has, you know, is just a gracious person, someone with goodwill, you know, just a good person, you won't feel it because we have been using the same constitution and Nyerere and Amwini and Amkapa and uh, Chikwete, we, ne we never experienced what we experienced under Magufuli. Uh -huh. But Magufuli was using the same, same, same constitution to behave the way he did. So what was added to it was his own character. That was Magufuli, and he had a constitution that was giving him ultimate power, absolute power. So he could use it however he wished, and no one would question him. So this was a Magufuli problem. And is this why, even after the attack on Tindu, the attempt on Tundulusu's life, and he was flown into Kenya for treatment at Nairobi Hospital. We saw his then vice president, who's now the current president, visit him in Nairobi. Or was it just a case of Mama Samia having some, you know, sort of a soft spot or or, or a comradeship in terms of um politic like political speak um um with Tundulisu? Well, I don't think it's about having a soft a soft spot with Tundulisu. Uh, for some of us who are looking at uh, Tanzania's politics, and you know these people for, for a long time. Mama Samia has been a long-serving politician, longer than Magufuli. Uh -huh. uh, she's a past politician. She was not as famous as some other people are, but she has been a member of the Central Committee of Chama Chama Pinduzi for over 15 years. So she knows politics, but it's not only about knowing politics. She, she had a human heart. You can see it. Mm -hmm. And that's why people call her mama, mama, mama. You know, mm -hmm. they're just trying to invoke the, the mother thing in her. Mm -hmm. So you could see she went to Nairobi for some state function. Yeah. She felt, she felt an urge uh, to visit this member of parliament, the ailing member of parliament in hospital, who was shot by the regime, of course. And she posed like uh, she was sent by the president, but the president can, would never have sent her because of the statements that were coming from his his own mouth. Mm -hmm. So you can see that even when she met Lisu later and late later and, and also Freeman and mm -hmm. other position leaders, you can see she's a different person. Even during the first 100 days of her presidency, automatically you will see like we're in a different country. 
in a different Tanzania because uh -huh. of the type of president you have. Uh -huh. So our constitution can be used anyhow. You can abuse it, you can use it properly, but it depends on the personality and the character of a person. It's different from like the, the you know you know the, the the United States Constitution. Uh -huh. Remember, they had a president who was behaving like Magufuli, but uh -huh. they had a way of taming him because yeah, the constitution. Know, yeah. Yes, the constitution gives the powers to contain the president, uh -huh. but Tanzanians don't have that opportunity. The uh -huh. judiciary, the legislative, the media the civil society, you know, everywhere. Uh -huh. Fully behaved the way he did because the constitution gave him too much powers. Yeah, and because that's... we don't want this thing to repeat, uh -huh. that's why the call for constitutional reviews have been stronger than ever. That's for clarity. The American president you were comparing with Magufuli is Donald Trump. Yes, of course. Great. So m moving forward, um, so Mama Samia comes in and she looks like, you know, this person who's trying to widen, broaden freedoms, trying to, you know, get Tanzania to where it was before in terms very socially. How does, where do you think that, that, th that this puts her when it comes to the party stalwarts, the establishments in, in the CCM party, because Magufuli was able to get away with what he got away with because the establishment, the CCM establishment sort of allowed him to. Do you think Mama Samia is sort of rubbing the CCM establishment the wrong way and this might come to bite, bite her in the wrong place when she gets to run for another term as president in 2025? Well, some people say that, but for someone who knows Chama Chama Pinduzi, will not take too much uh, uh, time to discuss that because we know how the party operates. Chama Chama Pinduzi is a communist party in practice. So once you are a president, you decide everything. So whoever is trying to dissent, they won't dissent for too long before they're silenced. She's the president and the party chairperson. So I know there are two camps there. There's the Magufuli camp, very strongly against Samia, quietly, but trying to effectively shake her. But now there's the Samia camp. The people who know this is the president, they, they cannot be sitting down to come for the dead man. Uh -huh. And But those guys, the ones who are dissenting, they're the people who really enjoy it. Uh, the cake, they were enjoying the cake. Of the of, of the country uh, during Magufuli's uh, time, mm -hmm. so when she came, some of them were were you know she 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 made some reshuffles, yeah. and some of them were pulled from their lucrative positions, mm -hmm. and uh, so they are like uh, they're not in support of whatever she's doing right now within her party, and uh, even recently as she was. They, they were they were having internal elections. You could see there was a movement that was like, can't we have a president and a chairperson of the party, you know, differently? Why should we have one person having two, you know, both seats at the same time? Mm -hmm. But she crushed everybody. So you can see they are going to be saying whatever they'll say, but her fate is sealed. No one is going to say anything that is going to disturb her potentially. I don't think. Of course, what she's doing now, for anyone who knows politics, is resuscitating the party because the party was completely dead. CCM uh -huh. was breathing 
on the on the on the you know it was it was um, in the oxygen it, machine. It depended on state apparatus to operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the party that has lost the people's trust, the mm-hmm. people that cannot depend on the majority to win an election. Mm-hmm. So what she is doing right now, in some way, is causing a bit of pain for the party that cannot campaign and win legally. Mm-hmm. But politically speaking, this is the, this is how she should be running the party if she wants the party to be a political party. Anyhow, you know, so some members who used to be good politicians in, in CCM who like, you know, doing the politics, the real politics, are so much in support of Samia because uh, they see she's behaving as a politician. She's giving space to everybody. Of course, she's a, a, a sitting president at the same time the chairperson, definitely there is a way of favoring your party, but you're giving space for other people to breathe in the country. So what's better than that? So, you know, uh, democratically minded people are so much in support of Samir. How do you view the return of Tindulisu in terms of affecting the dynamics of um, politics back home in Tanzania? Um, how do how are other parties you know, likely to reorganize themselves based on his return. I'm talking about, you know, people like Zito Kabwe of SCT Wazalendo. I'm talking about, you know, uh, people like Lawasa. Though Lawasa is currently away in South Africa. He's been unwell um, for treatment. But the other politicians, CAF, and the other parties in in, in, in Tanzania's opposition. Um, are we going to see a bit of reorganization, a bit of um, unity for purpose? Like right now, a big purpose could be the, the fight or the clamor for constitutional reach reform? Are we going to see them working together or are we going to see intense increase, um, increased intense competition? Um, of course, even within Chadema itself, there are rumors of um, some friction between um, Tundulisu and um, Freeman Bowie. But of course, today we saw Freeman Bowie showed up to receive um, Lisu and they spoke together at the at the rally in, in Dar es Salaam. What are, you, what are you reading of politics back home and how that space is going to change? Of course, there is a lot, a lot of discussion, a lot of narratives, a lot of rumors, a lot of propaganda around all that you said. To start with, let me start with this friction. Uh, the you know the so-called friction. I don't believe there's a friction, but of course there are people who wish to have friction in Chadema, so mm-hmm. that the, you know you know there, there is this thing you see. We've been talking about the ruling party being against Samia, mm-hmm. and with Samia opening doors for people like Tundulisu to come, you expect so many people within CCM would be against Samia mm-hmm. because they know with Tundulisu coming. Uh, Chadema consolidating and uh, reorganizing itself, it is going to be a more formidable force against CCM. Okay. So there are people within CCM who would like Chadema to disintegrate so that it doesn't become a formidable force. So okay. they're trying to, 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 to spread this propaganda of friction between Mbowe and Lisu, okay. just to feed people like, oh, you no, know, it's, it's not one party, it's not, you know, something like there is, there is friction. But the truth is, the Chadema you are seeing today is Mbowe's brainchild. Whatever okay. Lisu is doing within Chadema is because there is Mbowe behind him. So 
uh, we know, we know what Freeman Boy does for Chadema to be what it is today. Uh-huh. That guy is very, very, very charismatic. Yeah. And Lisu knows he, he, he never competes with his, with his chairman. Yeah. But of course, there are people who want them to compete for the advantage that I'm t- t- talking about. Number two, um, number two, other parties, how do they receive? Of course, Lisu's homecoming adds to the consolidation of the political movement in Tanzania. Uh-huh. And as you may recall, he was a very strong presidential candidate in the last election. All other parties tried to fill the presidential candidates, but some of them didn't even campaign. Uh-huh. So if you're talking about a presidential force, it is Chadema. Uh-huh. And with the little coming back, then there is a force that is going to be leading the opposition to do whatever the opposition can do, whatever has not been able to be done in the past seven years. So uh-huh. his coming, yes, adds something. But unity could be seen in, in one way. Uh-huh. It's that unity of purpose, because uh-huh. when it comes to constitutional changes, everyone is behind that. They uh-huh. may not be in the same wagon. Yeah. They may not form like a coalition, but everyone, wherever they are, they are speaking the same language. That's the unity that I'm seeing, because these other parties, you know, Tanzania now has 19 parties, uh-huh. but of, of all 19 uh, registered parties, yeah, it's only three that you can mention. That's CCM as a ruling party, Chadema uh-huh. as Chadema. the main opposition party, and ACT was Arendo uh-huh. as a, a main opposition party in Zanzibar. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you're talking about politics in Tanzania, you're mentioning about those three forces, each in its own, you know, uh, space. These three can 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 try to forge some. I mean, the two they can try to forge some uh, coalition. Some coalition. That, yes, they would. I think I can I can foresee see that coming, because Chadema is not very strong in the in, the, in the Zanzibar. Zanzibar yeah. yeah, and ACT is like non-existent in Tanganyika. Mm-hmm. So for them to do anything meaningful, meaningful that is. It has a national impact. There is need for them to cooperate in some areas. And, so, and yeah. the leader, the leader of LC was LCT was Alendo. That is um, Zito Kabwe. Yeah. He, he he used to be a Chadema member of parliament. Yeah, of course, of course. There have been ups and downs. People moving parties. Uh, he used to be. So you're not and, writing off them working together again. No, no, of course they they do. When it comes to matters of common interest, they always have you know they they, they share they they, they exchange notes. Well, is, yes. Well, explain there. Well, there's always a lot to say about Tanzania, a lot to look forward to, and a lot to be hopeful for. And we will be having a lot of this conversation as this push and clamor for our new constitutions gain continues to gain momentum. And of course, we one of the voices who are going to be putting a lot of things that are happening across our border in Tanzania into perspective. Whether you'll be doing that from right here at home or doing that from abroad, wherever you are, you'll always be welcome in this podcast. But now I also understand that you've really been busy. I remember the last time we spoke, you just released a book, which was on John Pome Magufuli, an epidome of cowardice. You really criticized um, Magufuli's policies and his approach to governance in that book. But for now, I hear that 
there are rumors that you're actually working on another book that should be released sometime soon. Do you care about, you know, telling us about what this book is all about or it remains a tightly guarded secret for now until you release it? Yes, I think the way you ended, that's that's how it is. But the fact <laughs> is, we are working, we are working on another on another publication. And this time, I have in, I have involved some colleagues of mine on the ground mm-hmm. to help do research. Yeah, and uh, we'll soon come up with an, another publication. Mm-hmm. Magufuli is not a foregone case. Magufuli, as an individual, yes, but as a president. We still feel him. We still live him. We still live with the, the effects of leadership, and mm-hmm. he's, he has set a precedent that we, we we need to discuss and dismantle. In fact, we don't have to entertain it. So mm-hmm. there are certain things that we did. We need to document them for future generations. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about corruption. We have never seen a more corrupt regime than Magufuli's. But the way he posed to look the, in the eyes of the public, because he was muzzling the media, he silenced the civil society, he, you know, he shut down the, the, the parliament. No one would speak boldly in his face about corrupt practices in, in, in his regime. Uh-huh. So this, this, this publication that is coming, it will be highlighting some vital areas where you can pinpoint and see there is corruption here, there is corruption here, the big mega corruption mm-hmm. within Magpuri administration. Well, we, well, we look forward to reading that book and, you know, um, and, and also being able to discuss some of the contents on that book if we will have the chance on this podcast. Are you seeing yourself uh, now that this book? Democratic space in Tanzania is trying to open up a bit more and um, with the efforts that Mama Samia Sulu is making. And of course, we hope that these spaces are also going to open up for the media as, as the democratic space widens. Are you seeing yourself being able to return home and uh, reestablish your life, your connections, um, including your professional work as a journalist and not just you as an individual, you being representative of all those Tanzanians who either are in the civil society or used to work in the media as journalists who have had to you know, relocate and move out of Tanzania because they didn't feel safe in Tanzania anymore. I hope I'm very optimistic about the future in Tanzania and uh, seeing what is happening gives me some hope. Probably even this year, I may be going back home. You know, everything remains the same. But I'm still concerned about the prevailing situation when it comes to the laws that govern the country. As a media person, I'm not seeing any changes uh, in the laws that govern and control media in Tanzania. Uh-huh. I can frankly say, as we speak right now, there is no journalism in Tanzania because the fear still hangs on on on, on our heads. With this public rally starting, uh, we'll soon get back to where we were. But we have to push for changes in the laws so that at least we can legally do what we should be doing as journalists. Uh-huh. Going back home is is... It's automatic. I'll go back home. This is not, where I live is not my country. I'm not happy living here. So I have to go back home. One day I'll go back home. And I wish to go back home this year. Uh, so we keep doing things the way we should. We keep moving things. We keep campaigning for the better uh, yeah, betterment of the laws, especially the laws, because the attitude of the president by itself is not enough. Um, but yes, I, I would, I'd want to see myself back home. Very soon.
Well, it's my hope and prayer that you actually get back home someday this year. Thank you very much, Ansbat Gurumo. Thank you so much. That was Tanzanian author and journalist Ansbat Gurumo speaking to us from Sweden. And of course, like I say, it's our hope that someday, very soon, he'll get to return back home as the space, the democratic space, continues to open up in Tanzania. And right now we're seeing Tundulisu is back, but also there's an acclamor that's gaining momentum for constitutional change in that country. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. My name is Daniel Ominde and... Remember that this podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, don't forget to check out our website that is www.blogging.africa for more content from across the continent. This podcast is a production of the Africa Blogging Network, the international blogger network that features a plurality of voices and views supporting democratic culture and debate in sub-Saharan Africa. The Africa Blogging Network is affiliated with Cast Media Africa, a program of the Conrad Adenu Stiftung. The views expressed in this podcast do not in any way represent the views of Africa Blogging as a network or its partner organizations.